0: welcome one welcome all to the nfc east mixtape it's a little bit of an ambush I, start to the show here probably got you before this. you did
1: you messed it up just so you know um, <laughs> you, you didn't you didn't wait so the podcast actually neither the podcast nor the video audience got to hear the beginning so go if you want to ambush do it correctly um but the beginning of the the beginning of the file it. was like what they heard is like like that's what everybody heard at the very beginning (laughs) to be very I bet I bet Rachel will cut that off the podcast but we can't cut it off the video so good job Um, welcome one and all and us i guess uh to the NFC East mixtape you can listen to the show on any of the four uh nfc east blog platforms uh, across the espionation universe blog of the boys bleeding green nation hogs haven and big blue view you can also watch it on the bleeding green nation youtube channel or the blog of the boys youtube channel he is brandon lee gotten from bgn i am Joe choa from btb and i clearly upset brandon on tuesday with my tweet which is why he wanted to come in here all uh, all ruffled and whatnot happy happy tuesday to you blg happy wednesday to the listeners Let's just address
0: the drama. Let's get out in front of it, RJ. <laughs> because apparently you have a problem with me having <laughs> French onion soup, which by the way, you don't even know what it is still.
1: Oh, that's the drama you're talking. I was talking about something totally different. Okay. Oh, I I- I didn't this even know is actually about. Uh, okay. We'll get to we'll get to my thing. Let's do your thing. Uh, so let me actually set this up. So a uh, bit of a humble brag. I was on ESPN radio for the first time ever, you know, done some, some hits and things like that in my career, but I'd never been on ESPN radio. So shout out to Sarah Spain and Jason Fitz who had me on. And I was prepping for this um, and I got an Instagram message with a photo that's, it was a photo of soup. I think what I think was soup for all I know it was just uh, like sewage or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, that said BLG is having onion soup, French onion soup. And it's 85 degrees outside. I got a tweet at the same time. There are people there. I have sparrows all over the place apparently. Dude, what is your problem? Like what <laughs> that's not cool. No and no right. pun intended there.
0: So context included here. It actually was pretty cool last night. It was uh seventy five degrees at the time. It was eighty
1: five, according to the tweet. I mean, it that's was literally not, what the, I what mean, I was that- told.
0: The high might have been 85 on Monday when the soup was had. Let's give a shout out, by the way, to the actual location of the place. It's called the New Wave Cafe in Queen Village in Philadelphia. Um, Really good spot. So let's give them credit, first of all. And I got the French onion soup there, RJ, because I've been wanting to get it for some time. But the problem is they have such a good menu with specials that are always differing that I go in. Like wanting to try that soup but then there's always this new special and i feel like i have mm. to get that instead because if i miss the window on that then i might not be able to get uh that and then the soup i think will be there still so i had to get the soup i heard really good things about it on yelp reviews and everything it wasn't that hot outside certainly wasn't hot inside the restaurant at all and also people ripping me for wearing a hat in a restaurant it's like a bar it's a bar slash restaurant like it's um so
1: okay let to wear a hat okay let you should handle the shouting out of your guest. You have shouted out the place and not the person who added you. By the way, so I don't know if they want to be
0: docked. I don't know if uh, H and H and E, I will call them, want to be doxed, but okay. uh, they probably do. So, congrats I mean, to well, them. They just got the engaged, one... by the way, RJ. So, congrats to them.
1: Um, Congratulations yeah. to them. They're the ones who added you to me, at least on on multiple social media platforms this was Twitter and Instagram so I got a tweet I think we can out the the handles at least I want out the Instagram handle because that was a private message okay. but on, on Twitter bag. that's flea with a ph uh and then an underscore at the end so in case anybody wants to see this photo <clears throat> tweeted at me and said mm. Brandon Lee Gowden is eating French onion soup on an 85 degree day and so that's one photo of you mm-hmm. by the way you're wearing the hat in this photo interesting um Interesting way you're holding the spoon, by the way. It's actually uh,
0: this hat, too, by the way. Well, if you're okay. watching the YouTube version, yeah. if you're watching the audio version, then just look at my Twitter. I retweeted the, the, the uh, okay. tweet. Well, so
1: first of all, I mean, you're a tall person. You've said this many different times. I actually saw one of the replies. <laughs> um, you must have been standing on a chair to get this angle of VLG. <laughs> but um, so you're a tall person, but are you like a giant? Because the soup, the spoon looks like teeny <laughs> in your hand. It looks incredibly small. Um, so that's one thing. Um, it looks great. I mean, and and Oh, it's I know, fantastic. Well, so it looks great. I think it looks great, but I can't tell you because I've never had French onion soup, which I believe is where this all kind of started from. You're coming out here like, oh, the Yelp reviews and whatever. No, 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 BLG. I live in your head rent-free because you got this soup because of me. In fact, the private <laughs> message that I got was That's a what, different photo. I tweeted the screen grab of this. So yeah. if anyone goes and looks at the tweet, they could see that it was a it was a different picture and the The message said BLG ordered French onion soup because of you. (laughs) That was not true. That was in
0: jest. That was said in jest. I don't think so. I would admit it if it was true. It wasn't. I've been wanting to do this. I said for a long time now, and I finally got around to it. And it was good. And RJ, I need you to try some French onion soup somewhere. It's get not, back it's to me. too
1: hot. I will try it in the, in the fall, but it's too well, hot. I'm not right saying now.
0: now, but I'm saying at some point before the year's out, you have to have it. You have to give us a review. People are dying to hear about it. What was the other thing that you wanted to get to before we actually get into the show?
1: Well, hang on. The other thing I wanted to say was you got a lot of love for having a PBR. There was a lot of tweets, uh, <laughs> almost too much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. I mean, uh, whatever. No, the thing that I thought you were talking about, uh, and it was so before we started recording Brandon was messing with his um his backgrounds on uh, the platform that we use here and you had the BGN logo so I thought you were coming in all like Eagles hot whatever like you actually did one time ambush me on Monday Football Monday when you were taking victory laps about the win that the Eagles had over the Cowboys in 2020 when they started mm-hmm. Ben DiNucci um, right. and so I thought that you were upset because on Tuesday you may not have seen this you've obviously had a busy day you tweeted out Um, that Jalen Hurts was having a lot of success connecting with Dallas Goddard. Um, I quote tweeted that and added two photos of Cowboys intercepting Jalen Hurts. And I said, to be fair, though, Jalen has a lot of experience with throwing to Dallas.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How funny, how creative, how original.
1: I mean, well, that is like we need to put all these in a box, right? Like cowgirls. uh, What was it? Ill goals. That's, that one is just not th- even a real thro- thing. Throwing batteries at Santa, like there, it's there's some for every team. That like, we should just, we should inspire one another to become more creative when insulting each other. You know what I'm saying? That's all. Yeah, that's all. Just, I, I thought it was so dumb at first when the Eagles drafted Dallas Scott four years ago. How, like. Some Cowboys fans in true legitimacy were (laughs) like, now they're gonna have to say touchdown Dallas. Like like, (laughs) oh, that's you think that's gonna bother them? Yeah, (laughs) Oh no, Dallas
0: got her scored a touchdown. (laughs) Our worst
1: nightmare. Um, wow. Good times. Um, Okay. So um, the other thing I was going to say that uh, we started to say before we started recording last thing is is we get our usual like eight or so minutes of uh, whatever out the way. Um, I was doing something on my iPad and I've tweeted before something like whatever from my iPad and I'll always get a response. It's like Twitter for iPad, huh? Enough with the iPad shaming. I like my iPad. I use it a lot. Like, I don't know why there's this like, you know, uh, who's
0: diving so deep into your tweets that they're like, recognizing the device you're tweeting from,
1: but why is there like a you know a stigmatism with regards to tweeting from an ipad like is it cooler to tweet from your phone like why like i don't understand why the the ipad is practical i have one of those cases that has a keyboard on it so like at night i'm sitting i'm watching something the wife and i you know i'm I'm handling some chores paying bills whoever you know whatever right like let me let me tweet from from my ipad in peace if you exclusively tweeted from an ipad that's
0: probably like Mm -hmm. psycho behavior but you know if you're mixing it in there i mean yeah, I don't. I don't. Who again? Who was even noticing that? Who was like looking that up? Well,
1: it says that. I don't know if you know, like underneath the tweet. It tells. Yeah, but who
0: cares? Like how? Why are you looking Twitter that closely? Who cares? I'm just saying. Like get better it, things I've, to do.
1: I've seen it happen to other people, which is why I bring it up. Like I've seen people get like you know shamed for tweeting from their iPad before. Like what's the deal? Like let us, let us have the iPad. You know. Um, okay, shout out to our French Onion Soup and iPads early winners here on the NFC East mixtape. This is mm. volume 70, not 69. Nice. Um, nobody tweeted back and said nice. I was so disappointed. I think some oh, people did, by the way.
0: Um, they did. I, I got, tweeted out last week, I tweeted on my own, like a native tweet, like hey, it's the 69th episode of the mixtape. So, some people did respond to that anyway. I, you were saying, well,
1: last thing it appears that most people want to go by the mixologists, um, not oh, the yeah. universe. Eh. Um, it's too long. So, it's yeah a the lot. universe
0: wasn't a real suggestion i know it's it wasn't like, but it's was more but, of a concept
1: uh well Noah and ben long were at the eagles preseason game and tagged us on instagram and referred to themselves as the universe and so i really liked that but mixologist <sighs> seems to be the most popular answer i don't, I don't like that like it has it. an it's it's got an x like it's a hard like it's not, it's not difficult to say but it's like mix like it's a heart's an abrasive sound um, i had so. an
0: idea uh mm. that i was thinking about maybe two ideas you know how okay. we do the like our bit is like wow the NFC least the first person to ever say that, so we could either call our listeners the least or we could call them the beast because you know the NFC beast because it's really good. I don't mm. know. That's all
1: I've got. Um, I Jimmy like used to does. call
0: Jimmy. You know Kemsky used to call his website about the NFC's blogging the beast.
1: Wow, as a no to blog on the boys. Interesting.
0: Um but then like good mythical morning use like they use like mythical beast. That's, that's what they call their their listeners. So
1: yeah, I don't like the beast. I don't like least. I don't want to insult the listeners. Um and like, you know, imply that they're less than. Um East? I think we, we have to listen to them. They the said mix they said mixologists. We have to go with that. That's what they want. No. And so you know what? and their their icon can be one of those uh, like martini, like <laughs> you know saying like all the shakers and stuff like they're the mixologists. i'm sorry that people have spoken this is a, a no. democracy no just let everybody let the records show i fought for mixologists. It has to Zennett. feel
0: right the vibe isn't right anyway let's get into today's show what are we talking about
1: uh the french onion soups uh so um every team in the nfc east has played a preseason game and i believe only the new york giants won um we can go in whatever right. way they're going to win the East. Undefeated. <laughs> uh, there's a great, by the way, NFC East subreddit um, that, that is just perfect. Mm. I can't believe nobody listening has fought for us in the, yeah, NFC what the hell East subreddit. Is this all about? I know. I, it, and you know what? Shout out to the NFC East. Cause I haven't seen a, a subreddit for any other division. we we care the most. That's why the mixtape exists. Um, and the mixologists exist Exists, And you know what, see like our subject matter is mixology. It all works anyway. Um, Do you want to keep going in in divisional order? I feel like we kind of have to. Like Those are the rules. Um, So the Dallas Cowboys have several issues here. Um, They went to Denver and had a billion penalties. They had the most penalties of any team in the NFL in the first week of the preseason. But it's only preseason, and you're making a big deal out of nothing. All right. It doesn't (laughs) matter that the Cowboys had the most penalties in the NFL last year. Um, I don't think it totally matters. It's obviously mildly concerning but to dismiss it and act like it's not concerning at all is lame um i thought that mike mccarthy had a really poor way of going about this yep. um and i don't have a problem with mccarthy dismissing it, it acting like it's not a big deal i disagree with that but if you want to do that i understand that's the role you have to play right now but he had a specific line in his press conference he said you know you guys are going to write whatever you want ba- yo mike back off this this is not a media driven thing like you're the one with all the penalties here not anybody else um so chill out. Um, So that was a big takeaway. The Cowboys have a super-duper terrible tackle situation, Brandon, because they cut Lyle Collins in the offseason. They have Tyron Smith, who's missed time for six years in a row, and the only addition they made was a fifth-round draft pick and Matt Wallesko, who got hurt at the very beginning of camp. So, who could have possibly foreseen this blowing up in their face? They have a backup quarterback issue. I mean, I I think that I've I've heralded the Eagles for trading for Gardner Minshew. I don't think enough teams, and I know he hasn't played well this pre, this you know year, but and a little um, better recently. But yeah, yeah. But still, like I love that idea. Like it's such a potentially important position. I don't know why some teams don't care at all about it. Um, so that's what's kind of sur- that's the energy. She's running the Cowboys. Anthony Barr seems like he's going to practice for the first time, hopefully against the Chargers, uh, who the Cowboys are scrimmaging with, and then they play on Saturday night. Um, so they're almost back in Dallas. They've been gone for a very long time. Uh, but yeah, the, the vibes are just kind of whatever right now. But that's kind of the preseason mood as a whole.
0: Imagine like a Cowboys receiver dropping five passes in a preseason game and Mike McCarthy being like, well, you're just going to write whatever you want. Like, okay, no, no, he dropped five passes. That's really bad. Like you can't like sugarcoat that. And uh, yeah, so what have I said? Going into the into training camp for the Cowboys, I think the number one goal. No bad avoid, vibes. No bad, no bad vibes, stories. Vibes. Yeah. And I gave them credit for that last week because I thought they'd done a good job of that for the most part. Then you get this McCarthy thing in there, and it's like, oh, I love that. I'm not saying the preseason has sunk because of that, but it's definitely an arrow pointing in the wrong direction. It's not one pointing in the right direction. Um, uh, the, the left tackle thing is very real. I've seen that. I, I, I do a Lynx roundup, obviously, every morning for BGN. And every morning I check out all the NFC East team sites on SB Nation. And I feel like more than anything, I see a lot of discourse about Cowboys kicker situation and Cowboys left tackle, backup left tackle situation, which again, is very relevant because Tyron Smith is going, he's going to miss games. It's going to happen. You can,
1: uh, you can not, not to over you. under, Oh dude, I mean, three and a half, right? It's probably the over under, um, but so last week, I thought this was so interesting. Uh, the Cowboys had a scrimmage against the Broncos. Broncos country, you know, it's so great to be out there against America's team. Uh, Hold on so a j- sec. There's,
0: there's a headline right now. I need to get to this because it's entirely relevant to what you're saying. On MileHighReport.com, mm. free shout out for them for having Russell Wilson on their team. This is the headline, RJ, Russell Wilson is the like uh, quote daddy of the deep parentheses ball. I'm, I don't even want to click it and open and see what that means, but I just wanted you to know that.
1: Um, well, that's always been like the thing, like, you know, Russell Wilson has a sexy deep ball. Like that's whatever. I mean, like just that's the phrase that is there. very, I know it's uh, very, uh, man, he...
0: rom- romanced
1: <laughs> into, so, the I Cowboys had their scrimmage. I I, I got to get to Tyron. But the Cowboys had their scrimmage with the Broncos. And I saw Micah Parsons and somebody else. Um, they did jersey swaps. And it's like, I think jersey swaps are awesome. Like, they're cool. Like, I love that pre-season? for players. Well, that's what I was... No, it wasn't even the preseason. Oh, it was the preseason game. Uh, but it's like, guys, like, let's relax. And you know what move I hate? So, like, I'm somebody who... Um, so my dad and I, uh, before the pandemic, we used to go to a road Cowboys game every year. And something I like to do is get a Jersey of that team's most iconic player, right? Like just, and it's cool to get from the stadium, right? Like I got this at that stadium. like, I want that kind of like, you know, sort of minute level of authenticity. And so what I think is weird when it comes to Jersey swaps, and I think Lamar Jackson had like eight of them, his MVP year, but Russell had two jerseys that he gave away. So like, and he didn't even play in, in the one he, he gave that he took off, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so he had, he had one that like, he wasn't even wearing, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's weird to me. Like, I wouldn't want that one. I would be like, give me the one you wore. Like, that's, that's the whole point. Like the whole point is to kind of swap, you know, from the, the game that we played. Uh, but anyway, um, so during the scrimmage against the Broncos, the Cowboys had um, two injuries that were reported by everybody on site, tight end Ian Bunting, who they waived and John Ridgeway the rookie defensive tackle nobody said a word about Tyron Smith but late that night this was last Thursday night DallasCowboys.com's report on the day noted that he limped off of the practice field I thought that was so strange that nobody highlighted that um and maybe nobody thought it was a big enough deal I mean you've seen a billion different practices yourself like sometimes something just kind of you know is, is not a big enough attention thing um but then Mike McCarthy addressed it after the the preseason game so he's already got like an ankle thing he's back and so it's not a big deal but it's like it it continues to underscore how thin the ices of you know depth at the tackle position they like they went into this season this is not a joke it's not hyperbole their plan at swing tackle was two dudes with combined zero amount of nfl experience how why like yeah. wh- how could you do that
0: it's not a, you know it's a it's a theme of the entire cowboys offseason to what you're talking about it's just lack of preparation lack of <laughs> i don't know what the thought is how do you how does anyone inside the cowboys like look at what they've done and be like yeah you know we're better than last year i mean they're like objectively not better at best like that's the best case scenario like they got worse and i don't know how can you argue otherwise
1: you can't um what i'm getting what a little sick case? of what i'm getting a little sick of is and this is just like i'm just annoyed like no offense to anybody who says this but like i i don't know how many times i hear or see you know what i think I think they're trying to tank so they can get sean payton next year <laughs> like I, okay we all agree mm-hmm. <laughs> but nobody first of all nobody has to say it anymore like we all understand that that's a thing so like like it's a like creative original like, thought yeah yeah that's that's all i'm saying like this isn't like we're, we're all on the same page but my other thing is like why tank like, <laughs> like if you want sean payton why why like you don't have to tank just just be good just be yourself and then if you decide you want him just get him i mean like i just don't understand why that yeah. is like is some sort of motivation. Like, like they would need the justification to fire McCarthy or something like that. But um, it's just really
0: dumb. You're not throwing away a year of a, you know, like it's Dak Prescott's championship contention window. Now, like you're not throwing a year of that away. You're just not, by the way, doing that.
1: friend of Blog and the boys, Dak Prescott, we dropped an interview with QB one on the blog and the boys podcast network this week. That was also available on the SB nation NFL show uh, in case anybody wants to, um, to listen to it. That was really What's cool.
0: one word you would use to describe your mental uh, state for this podcast um, can't be what dax said for his
1: answer for the Cowboys yeah, season his, which is his answer was focused my answer is um one word dog because i got that wow. dog in me so um mm. uh, woof anyway um yeah so that's kind of where things are at kind of in a, a weird spot for the Cowboys, I mean, I don't it's been several days since the preseason I don't care that they lost. Nobody should care about wins or losses. But like I, I don't know how they haven't brought in anybody. They they made their five roster cuts to get down to eighty five, but I don't know how they haven't brought in a tackle. I don't know how they haven't how they haven't brought in another and like it's not feasible. Like I, I hate this like question when people are complain or people think that I'm complaining and they're like, Well, what what names are out there? Who would you go sign if you were in charge? Ooh. There are names. It's it's mid August. Like the, you don't do this now. You do it right. in March. So like I agree with you. There's nobody there. But like that does just because there are no like available options does not mean that everything's cool or we should be we should be, be cool with it ourselves. It, the the process of how they, they wasted it. They they wasted right. the last six months.
0: It's too late now. You can't like you can't solve it now. That's the problem. And they had an opportunity to not have it be a problem like this, and they wasted it. They squandered it. Uh, question for you: I guess I've been thinking about. Do you kind of like how at all how the Cowboys have kind of been criticized as opposed to them like going into the season with a lot of hype and everybody like oh Cowboys you know Super Bowl team Super Bowl team because there's teams like that. Speaking from personal experience, the Eagles historically the Eagles always do better when they're the mm. team that, like, oh, they stink. They're not going to be any good this year. Like last season, obviously, you know, they didn't go far. But even be- going back further to 2017, no one thought they were going to be great. All the hype was about the Cowboys because, oh, Dak yeah. and
1: Zeke. They were coming too. off. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, they're going
0: to reap. And the and like, no um, Eagles were an afterthought, and they overachieved. And historically, the Eagles are good at overachieving. And they're dad, when they're in the situation they kind of are in right now, and there's a lot of hype. So my question to you, is that do you feel kind? I know, like, there's a lot of things to not feel great about. I get that. So it's not like I'm asking you to, like, galaxy brain it. But is there any part of you that kind of maybe likes a little bit how everyone's kind of hating on the Cowboys and thinking that because of the group, because you don't like groupthink. And there's a lot of groupthink out there that the Cowboys <laughs> have had this, like, really objectively bad off season. And, again, there's truth to that. But um, maybe so much to a point where, like, they're almost being slept on a little bit. So they're almost being so, like, overrated that they're underrated
1: kind of that's the galaxy brain take to be clear, yeah. but um, I don't like. I think it's groupthink to say, and I'm not accusing you of this, but like there are a lot of people who be like, oh, you know what? Like we always do well when people doubt us. Like you know, like I don't like that. Like that, there's oh, I no, agree with that too, but, but, but there's no like that's just like a subjective that's just like a a feeling for you that's just like it's like when people be like oh i have a feeling insert sixth round pick is gonna be really good this year no you're confusing your your thoughts with your wants those are different things um so i guess like my answer is i do like that there is this legitimate sense of apathy. Um, I think it's silly when people say things like, you know, what we have to do is we have to stop buying things. We have to stop going to games. Like, that's not, like, it's impossible. It's never going to happen. But, like, I do like that people have have kind of, like, wised up. I like that people are are no longer falling for the smoke and mirrors. I like that people, whenever, you know, the the Cowboys try to, well, salary cap this, salary cap that. I like that people call them on that. I think that they don't recognize that their fans are smarter than, than, or that they are as smart as they are. Uh, and that kind of leads to them putting their foot in their mouth on stuff. It's like yeah, a few years ago when they were still negotiating with Dak Prescott. I remember Stephen Jones um, did a, an interview with Mike Florio, and he said that there were all sorts of analytics out there that showed if you paid your quarterback a certain percentage of the salary cap or more, that had hindered your ability to win the Super Bowl. And I I, I mean, like, so I, I just I like that the, that the eye rolling is happening is maybe the best way to say it
0: analytics as in common sense that when you spend more money on one thing, you will not have more money for
1: other things. Um, okay. Last thing, uh, we're gonna do this for every team ESPN, uh, wrote a bounce back candidate, uh, article about every single team in the NFL. Um, they had a bounce back obviously candidate for every team. And so just briefly their candidate for the Dallas Cowboys was Leighton Vanderish. Um, I don't know that I would consider that bouncing back. I feel like he already bounced. Um, you know, he, he played 19 combined games between 2019 and 2020. He played all 17 last year. He was solid. I mean, he was pretty good. He was not his 2018 self that, that obviously lit the world on fire. He'll never be that again in all likelihood. Um, but so I think he already bounced like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know that, that you, you, you can't bounce in the air. Like he's, he already went down on the ground and bounced. Like he's now airborne. I feel like
0: these league wide kind of breakout players slash bounce back things like just having seen them from an Eagles perspective, there's a lot of like catching up to be done from a national perspective. Like, I feel like I've seen articles even as recently this year, like Dallas got a breakout candidate. It's like, you kind of like, you kind of already did. He's already like done that. Like you can't be a breakout candidate every single year. Like at some point you actually did break out and you're just a good player. Uh, So yeah, I don't really, I don't really get that one a ton, but I think that kind of just is a result of national uh, coverage, not really, always having the accurate mm-hmm. local focus. Although, did the local writers make the picks for that? Did you uh, see? I believe like, so. It...
1: I believe that. I believe the beat, or at well, least the, the at least the beat writers wrote the descriptions. Um, so, they, okay, maybe so maybe they, they didn't make the pick. Right. That, that's uh, what I'm, who, I'm saying. Who
0: would you pick then?
1: If I had to pick a bounce back candidate, um, I think you could say Tyron Smith. That, that would be like predicated on like thinking he would stay healthy, right? Like mm-hmm. you know that. So that, but you're yeah, actually bouncing. Pick. pick someone else. I mean. Then, um, and, and like also like back sort of implies like you're returning to something legitimate. The right um, answer is Michael Gallup. He's the right answer. But no, like I guess that's it's a, a fair Routing answer. But he, injury is a he, fair he, thing. But he played well last year. So like I'm I'm not like I'm I think injury is a cheat, right? To be like oh you know like so like. like there, there's something involved towards like you should be bouncing back from playing poorly. Like I think comeback player of the year should also be about players coming back from playing poorly, but I get why it goes to generally whoever like, Oh, well, that's no,
0: that's, that's, I feel like it's usually the opposite. Like people argue because everyone's a bit mad that like what Philip rivers won it from the one year or but you, our you, most improved. I know. I like, improved, I guess. Or, I, or is but that but like, it's just,
1: so it's like, I'll, I'll, like whoever's hurt that, that those are the only people that can win the award. Like, sure. I mean, so it's, you go back and forth. Um, if I had to pick, maybe t- you could, I, like bounce back is so weird maybe like taking the leap or whatever to your like breakout you know like in that realm i would say maybe tyler be and you're also kind of hoping that happens like because it's also hard to say like well how can trayvon Diggs bounce back how can jayron curse bounce back like a lot of these players on the cowboys like overachieved last year right. so like you can't bounce back if you're at the top um and they were at the top in a lot of different maybe demarcus lawrence that would be my pick he was also okay. hurt last year so that would be my my full and final pick go me All right. Why don't we transition to the Eagles? Can you someone's... believe those New York jets and they were out here, they were swinging and they were f- scratching and clawing. I saw one of them poke Jalen hurts in the eye. You don't do York... that. You don't come to the link and, and attack QB one. This is a it's New York. going to come at you. This is a New York
0: Eagle. I don't know. I don't, who, I don't, I don't, Japan, I don't know. I can't do a Philly accent. Yeah. It's I it's I mean, more. So- it's yeah. the energy
1: was there though. That's really what matters.
0: It's funny though. Cause people do do that. It's like, it's like someone just doing a, like think Philadelphia accent. And it's just like a New York accent. Um. Anyway. Uh, yeah how do you feel RJ like are you shaking in your boots with RJ not RJ (laughs) Jalen Hurts uh, looking like the best quarterback in the NFL six for six perfect passer rating
1: I said on Monday football Monday that Jalen Hurts is one of the biggest forks on the road for the NFL people heard that some people in the BGN feed at least because the
0: uh, donut was clipped in there but yeah Mm. say it again and I
1: I mean it like if if Jalen Hurts is I I don't even think he has to be like you know like holy crap good like he doesn't need like a whatever bump like if he's a if he's the like the, like you'll hate this but if he's Kirk cousins like this that's a really good team no it is like i mean it, it really truly is um i i think it, and it's a very very minuscule very very small sample size the overwhelming amount of evidence supports that this is just a mirage and a flash in the pan but i think and this is what i said on the Espionation nation nfl show contextually where we're at you've seen what you want to see like understanding it's through training camp and one game of the preseason but you've seen what you need to see at this point now we've simply reached the point we've already been talking about it forever it's got to happen in the regular season now like we've we've checked and, and passed all these little tiny marks now we have to get to the real ones to see if this is real or if it was just part of the process
0: so i think you'll appreciate this because i think you can look at the process of things, right? You know, it's not just like, cause there's, I think there's a lot of people who will just look at six for six, perfect pass rating, flawless game. The uh, Eagles offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen said it was a flawless performance today at training camp. And of course he's gonna hype up his guy, but I feel like people will say that too. Like, what, what could you possibly complain about? And it's like, well, this is kind of nitpicking. And overall, I thought it was a stock up kind of performance from him. He did good things in terms of working the entire field, getting the ball out quickly, accurately, uh, he'd have made a nice throw on the run to Quez Watkins after Sua Opeta, the Eagles' starting left guard that night, had allowed some pressure on the interior in the first play of the game. But the big play that you kind of referenced there where he took the hit from Quincy Williams, he clearly bailed the pocket early on that play. And, like, he didn't have to. There, he, just, he rolled right, which he's wont to do in a bad way sometimes. Like, it's, it's kind of like his crutch. It's like things break down, roll right. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers had every...
1: Yeah, like that was that they, they, they like yeah. they, they leaned into it. Yeah. <laughs> right. They're like,
0: yeah, we'll we'll live with him doing that all game long. It's exactly what we want him to do. Um on that play, he runs, and obviously it's a penalty. Like there's no no one's arguing that it's a dirty play. But like he didn't he, he wasn't running even for the marker. He was running for no game. So like let's say so let's just say there's a world where Quincy Williams doesn't hit him, he goes out of bounds, it's fourth and five. At that point, I guess he was two for two or three for three, I forget. But it's fourth and five. I'm guessing the Eagles would have gone for it because Sirianni was pretty aggressive all game long. Um, and maybe he wants to put his offense in that situation. But let's say like they punt, and then his night is over. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? That the whole like, narrative. vibe about that performance right. is different. just And based on something that he had nothing to do with other than just getting hit from a dumb penalty by the Jets. So I just think it's kind of like things are fragile like that. And it's such a small sample size. And I'm not trying to take away credit. I'm just saying one thing You changes, hate Jaylen.
1: I've always, I, BLG hates him. When you listen to BGM radio, he hates him.
0: You do hear a lot of that. But I'm saying you change one
1: thing, and the whole perception can sure. be different. So, yeah. It's the remedial chaos theory. I can't believe you're not a community person. You would love community. By I watch the way. Community? Well, it's the remedial chaos theory, the dice in the air, the six different timelines. I mean, it has been a long time, but I watched it. It's season three, I think. That's I watched the this Like, like twelve if anyone, years ago. If anyone listening to this is looking for something to watch, watch. Go look up. Actually, let me let me find out what episode this is um, of Community. It is season. Uh, I was, I was right. Season three, episode four of community is one of the greatest episodes of television you will ever see in any show of all time. And it is this point. Um, there's different timelines. I I know that Marvel has their like, you know, whatever different universes, whatever, but no, there's six different timelines. And in one of them, you're right. People are sitting here like, oh, he only went two for two. And yeah, he took that hit, but whatever, blah, blah. That was a super dirty hit. Um, maybe it's because Robert Sala is all gas and no (sighs) brakes. Oh, dude, I'm so sick of Robert Sala, by the way. Like, I I'm also super sick of Dan Campbell. That's a different point, but whatever, um, to take yeah. it to a larger point, RJ, because like, you can say I'm
0: nitpicking about one play and I am, but to take it to a larger point, something that is not just one play Jalen hurts, holds on to the ball for too long. Objectively he is the slowest time to throw in the NFL each of the last two years and not like by a slim margin either by a significant margin as well. And I think there are going to be plays where you hold onto the ball and bad things can happen. And maybe they're not always deserved, and that's kind of, you know, some amount of bad luck if a player is just going to run into you anyway. I'm not saying Hurts deserves blame for that. But that's like the price to pay sometimes for holding onto the ball, is you're exposing yourself as opposed to if you're getting the ball quick. Typically, the defense doesn't even have an opportunity to hit you. So that's the downside of that. And I think it's fair to acknowledge that that downside exists. Well, obviously, there is upside to that uh, ability as well. Like he had that good completion to Quez Watkins on the run when he did he- hold onto the ball. So there's there's give and take there. But... We can acknowledge the negative does exist too.
1: Well, I think what you described is the Russell Wilson conundrum, right? And he's managed to like, paint the entire narrative that that's like the Seahawks failing him, the Seahawks offensive line sucks. The C, you know what I mean? Like like that's, that's so much, but you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the problem that you're describing. And like, so if, if you're, if maybe if you heard what Brandon just said, and you're like, what are the cons to like holding onto the ball too long? Like that allows some more things to happen. No, like look at like average time to throw like average time, like quickest releases in the NFL. Like Tom Brady's always up there every year, yep. like annually, because that's he's not when, getting hurt. <laughs> right. And not only are you not getting hurt, but that's when the advantage is yours. I mean, it's. True obviously that like the longer plays unfold the the more unpredictable they become but they become more unpredictable for you too i mean the the sooner you get things out the sooner it goes more or most according to plan i should say and so jalen kind of fights that mold um and so i it it, i've always wondered that like when it comes to tom brady um because people be like oh well he has this he has that like whatever like i wonder if it would behoove jalen to play on with like a worse offensive line like maybe having a, a, mm. a lead offensive line is like a detriment to him you know what i'm saying it, because it, it encourages him yeah it it, yeah. it, it, it allows for, enables him I or that's a better word yeah it enables this particular like ability of his it encourages him to roll right you know what i mean things like that whereas if the pocket were breaking down you know more often and he were getting hit more often he's a might little be galaxy
0: like, brainy but yeah
1: It is, I mean, but it's worth talking about, you know what I mean? Like it's in, and maybe he, maybe he would actually lean into it too much, but like, Oh, I got to roll right faster. You know, I got to get out. I got to run whatever. But like, or it it would either be that, or it would encourage him to get rid of the ball sooner. Um, and so, until he does that, you're not you, but like the Eagles are operating within limitations of, of that mm-hmm. particular that that's a a demerit working against him that will constantly hurt whatever's going on. And if I was AJ Brown, I would never line up on the left side. I'd be like, I'm only going to be on the right side. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool. never going to let you have, throw this cross body to me.
0: I will say to his credit. I think he's gotten better on certain plays at getting the ball quicker. Like there are some, there's, there are more, there's a higher volume of throws where the ball does come out fast, but it's kind of, I've used this term a lot, feast or famine. It's like, he's either getting the ball really quick, really good decision, nice job, or hold, 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 hold. It's never like, Mm -hmm. okay, holding it reading it throw it like intermediate there's nothing it's very extreme it's a very opposite end of the spectrum so i'd like to see a little bit more higher volume i don't need him to be tom brady in terms of this the fastest, sure, fastest yeah. time in the nfl but i need more than the slowest by far i feel like that extreme is not really going to cut it long term that has to improve and come up a bit um so we'll see
1: it's the uh, the sloth from the movie uh, is it zootopia is that what it's called you talk, the know. sloth at the bank anyway um Well, I actually thought you had the PBR because the Eagles traded away J.J. artega Whiteside. So, Mm -hmm. um, will he be missed?
0: No, it's Mm -hmm. a. I mean, they got something for a player who's going to be cut by the Eagles, and also the Seahawks were going to cut Ugo Amadi, who the Eagles picked up Uh, in part though because of his money situation. He had one of those things where you know, like the rookies play a lot, then their Uh, fourth year their contract goes up. Yeah, so um, they didn't want to pay all that money to him because he probably wasn't going to make the team
1: anyway. Does this Uh, in any way? And maybe he he's not truly in jeopardy, but does this, because this is like like the non-Eagles perspective, like does this cement uh, Jalen Rager's status? Like what was JJ, I think I uh, white said? like challenging him? No. Or is, is this like an independent <laughs> thing?
0: they they had moved him to tight end, but that was dumb because like he's just not a tight end. And the Seahawks are instantly moving him back to receiver too. He didn't like even bulk up in a big way or anything. So JJ's gone. Uh, it's funny that he's on the same team as DK Metcalf now, the <laughs> receiver the Eagles should have drafted at that spot, but didn't. Um, so maybe jalen rager whatever. will get
1: traded to the vikings at some point in the future
0: it is possible that rager gets moved we'll see i, I think um, it's best for everyone involved but why don't last, we get to yeah the espn gonna... bounce back candidate for that's the Eagles, what i was doing brandon G, which was um, james I'd bradbury see... what's your favorite kind of berry
1: straw um not brad i i like if if i'm if i think what's the most versatile berry it's blue so you can do a lot of like pastries a lot of like smoothies or you know liquefied things obviously strawberry is the most like popular from a candy perspective i don't like cherries um mm. blackberries are okay a blackberry like cobbler's good um raspberries are whatever Raz- they're too soft like i don't like that about raspberries so too squishy but um yeah. what's your berry favorite berry it's a cherry a berry it's not it sounds like berry it's not though mm.
0: i like a sweet cherry uh okay. anyway
1: i think this is a poor answer for the eagles not that i like have a problem with james bradbury but like you should be bouncing back with the eagles like i thought there were a lot of players on new teams here and maybe that's like part of the bounce back um but i mean i don't know maybe jalen rager is the answer who knows watch him can't catch like a, an important he never balanced <laughs> that's, <just, I>
0: <laughs> that's fair you would be taking a leap is the way but yeah and i, I think the limit i mean there's, his upside is limited because there's just four receivers ahead of him at least on the depth chart so then um, do you
1: agree with james bradbury being the um, i think it's a fair
0: enough pick it. because he, look he was a pro bowler in what 2020 and he did have a down year last year. And there's a lot of different factors that could go into that playing for a terrible team. But you look at, like, his numbers in terms of his, like, passer rating allowed, that jumped up in a bad way for him last year in New York. So uh, he's at a really good training camp, too. Uh, he did get banged up in today's practice on Tuesday. So We don't know the severity of that injury as the time of this recording. He finished practice on the sidelines, so that seems like it's a good sign. It wasn't like he was carted off or anything. But I think it's a fair pick. Um I'm looking through the roster. And I don't really know who else is like bouncing. Back. I mean, I think I don't believe it will happen, but could happen. Um, I mean, you could say Brandon Graham because he's coming back from injury. But I was thinking about Fletcher Cox. Like if Fletcher Cox came out mm-hmm.
1: and had like an I've uh, always a believed
0: Bowl season, but no, it's not do Um
1: I'm Not buying wow. it. Um, I will say, so ESPN wrote this in conjunction with PFF. I, I, I don't know who specifically wrote it, but if you read it um, on ESPN's website, it, it mentions like the partnership with PFF on this. So I thought it was funny. I don't know if you read the write up on this um, or not, but because no, no big deal. I put the the notes together for this episode so everybody knows i worked that's not entirely Uh, true i mean i put some in there uh but anyway i put this particular note and so the write-up mentioned how he had a down year last year and again this was partly evaluated by pff and it said but the you know the good news is or or like what what continued or what did elevate his season were were the ball skills he had four interceptions and i just thought huh that's interesting how the ball skills are like this big pro in james bradbury's column but they're insignificant in trayvon diggs's column interesting so so why don't we take a break here, RJ? Um, take a break on the count of three. Count to three. Ten, nine, <laughs> one, two, eight, three. All right. Seven,
0: six, five, four, three. Another day is here, and you're ready for it.
1: What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Welcome back. I have a a pet peeve that I would like to share with you. It was not the way you counted down on the way to the break, though.
0: Do you think anyone ever named their pet peeve like a dog? Yeah, named definitely.
1: Peeve? Yeah. A so then peeve. somebody, so then whenever somebody was like, what's your pet peeve? Uh, it's right here. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh, but no, a pet peeve of mine. And I'm sure you've seen this when people will be like, oh, people, you know, like when they refer to Twitter as an app, when they're like, oh yeah, this app, like people on this the app, bird app, people yeah, like the to bird, say. but people will be like, like, people will be like people on this app. That's how they like phrase things. It's a website. It's not an app. It's a. It's. It has an app that that allows you to utilize it, but it is like primarily a website. That's the meat of what it is. When you call it an app, you're not doing the like. That would be like like we were talking about ESPN. If I said people on the e, like the ESPN app, no, ESPN's a website. It's a company. Like it has a big mm-hmm. old thing. Like it's you know it's it's you can't just like it's diminishing to say, to call it just an app. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we recorded. Last week's NFC East mixtape before Jason Wright boldly defended Carson Wentz. We will um, go down the commander's rabbit hole, by the way, at some point and, uh, and speak to our friends over at Hawkshaven. That's obviously not happening today. Um, I talked about that on the look ahead with stats. But yeah, just quickly. I would point your people
0: thoughts. to that episode to get the uh, like a good because stats. said it. Well, I'm not going to rehash it here. He, I think he said it well. If you want kind of uh, the, the definitive take on the Carson Wentz defense. He was worked I'm, up. I mean, yeah, it is dumb. There's there's a big thing in sports that I think we kind of all talk about to each other where, like, it's not even just from the team perspective. It's just, like, this culture of fandom now where, like, you can't be critical. Or, like, if you are, you get criticized a lot. And it's just kind of lame, and it ruins the fun of it for me. It's, like, I don't think people take criticism the right – I think people take criticism to an extreme. They're, like, you criticize the team, so you hate them, and you think they're going to go 0-17, oh, and, and you think it's a... – like, no, I'm just saying, like, there's a concern here. And maybe it won't even manifest in a big way, but it is a concern. It's just objectively a concern or a, a not a good thing. I point out plenty of good things as well. <laughs> so I think it kind of, kind of speaks to the, um, the culture of fandom right now. But The cult, and then, sure. The I think. cult. It's just really weak. It, you should be able to, I mean, Stats had a great interview, and I'm surprised you didn't bring this up on the show, with Russell Wilson after the season as we know where he really like went after russ but in a totally fair way too he didn't ask anything that was incredibly out of bounds and then to russ's yeah. credit too he played game he like you know he, he put it right back in stats and, and that's what it should be it doesn't have to be so personal and someone's like an it like you call names or like or be bad at their job it's like he asked him some some questions that were certainly probably tougher than other ones but also carson didn't seem like Really, like affected by it, and, and to that's Carson's what, credit. He answered him as well as he could have.
1: That's what I was gonna say, and because you, you gave you rightly gave Russell credit. Um, again, I can't believe stats didn't let me do that interview. I'll never forgive him for that. But, um, but Car- like Carson wasn't the one who came out and was like, "This yeah. was out of line." Like we've we've seen players right. before, like get mad about questions and things like that. Like, and I, so I actually think Jason Wright, like. No good came from that. No, he made Carson
0: like, look worse. I think in that instance. agreed, like,
1: he makes it like you can't even defend himself. He made Carson look bad. He made their team look unprofessional. He made their team look like they don't get it. All he did was incite the fanboys yeah. that, 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 like will ride for the team no matter what, like, yeah, way to go, Jason. You defend, you'll call QB one, take command, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, but, and Great um, point by you on the episode of like, dude, you're not the expert on this. Like you're very
0: clearly <laughs> not good at all the aspects of your job. With like the disrespect of sean taylor and everything like who are you to be like i'm the expert i know everything
1: i Dude, i do they, they and then he's over here like talking about professionalism they botched the super bowl years on yeah. their logo <laughs> like, you know it's i, I really
0: mean. i didn't want to do this because i i don't want to like <laughs> limit myself maybe from further commander's access if that ever is like i need that for some reason maybe this will get back to jason wright somehow anyway and this will ruin it for me but i really after you said that the John Taylor thing specifically, I really just wanted to take a screenshot of the people or his family or whatever it was standing in front of the porta potties. The porta potties, yeah. And tagging him on Twitter and being like, This you? And just reply to that tweet. Nice. <laughs> that. Just like, Because,
1: bro, come on. Bro, oh my gosh, you got a bro from BLG. Um, do we have any hard takeaways from Washington's um, preseason performance? No,
0: other than there seems to be some
1: interesting. You were very intent. This was your contribution to the notes. So let's hear it. One of them. One of multiple.
0: Uh, there's a headline right now on hogshaven.com titled, It's time to end this Antonio Gibson experiment. First of all. But really Ron
1: said word. that he was going to use him on <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. The 2015 Panthers were going to be the 2021 commanders.
0: A New York fan <laughs> who <laughs> likes Washington for some reason, uh, weighing in there. So there's actually a line from this article that says I'd far prefer to see him utilized like Cordero Patterson was last year, which is like, okay, great. Everyone's the next Cordero Patterson. But to the point here, um, look, I think we mentioned in our, didn't we mention Antonio Gibson as our most overrated player for Washington when we did that episode? I believe we did. And part of the issue is dude fumbles a lot. And that was a big concern that was raised here in this Hogshaven article. And they really want to see rookie Brian Robinson, who apparently has been doing a good job. Uh, in camp in the preseason like they want him to kind of go in uh, and and be the top guy or at least take more carries and be more of a a split from a carry perspective where Gibson kind of freeing him up a little bit more to use him as a receiver and everything Uh, but you know look I just think the reality is that Antonio Gibson might not be that I think he's just a guy I think that's the reality
1: it's interesting that you bring up that article um and everyone should go to hogshaven.com and read it um, but it's so it's titled It's time to end This Antonio Gibson experiment that came out today for us Tuesday August 16th on August 15th hogshaven had an article titled How Scott Turner can help mitigate Antonio uh, Gibson's ball security issues um and like it's possible right like you can work with players like I'm not denying that but at the end of the day like it be fumbles he fumbles like well look at uh, Daniel Jones okay Carson Wentz like you know what I mean like it's you know like you can't you can't fix some things um you you, you can try um I, I the more i think about it the so like back to like very quickly on the cooper rush thing like as the cowboys backup quarterback it's amazing to me that he beat the vikings last year like that's all i keep thinking about is like wow this dude beat the vikings Like he is so bad and he beat the vikings last year and all i keep thinking about with the commanders is like wow they actually convinced terry mclaurin to stay like, that is so amazing when you consider, like, I feel like, have you, what name a positive thing you've seen emerging from, from there? Oh, by the way, uh, they, uh, Ron Rivera fired the defensive line coach. There's all this chatter now that Ryan Kerrigan's, like, that is, like, not the move. Like, I hate when, when people do that. Like, Cowboys fans are like, Tony Romo needs to be our offensive coordinator. Sean Lee needs to be our defensive coordinator. Jason Wood needs to be tight ends coach. No, like, just, just relax. But players uh, well, don't want to
0: do that, too. It's such a time commitment. Like, they don't want to do that. They don't need to I know. do that. They've made a ton of money. Why are they going to, like, grind and, like, stay up to, like, four in the morning? No, because they, they love the team
1: they love they love the team go, go i'm gallons, sure they love commanders. the team
0: but not that much
1: <laughs> so have you seen one positive thing emerging from hogshaven or from, from hogshaven from uh from the commanders as of late? Like?
0: not really no i mean what would it be
1: john um, dotson
0: okay the defense I, I have heard the defenses look good in practice i have heard that but
1: okay. well along those lines um ESPN's bounce-back candidate for them is Chase Young. That's a good bounce-back candidate because like, we, he's bounced before, unlike Jalen Rager, um, and obviously got hurt last year. It does seem like it's almost confirmed that he's going be, like, to be on the Pup List to start the season. He's going to miss the first four games, which would be games against both the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, and without him, they're kind of stuck. Like I, I hate to say like if he's like I hate to be this dramatic but if he's on if he's on the PUP list they're going to go the season like the season's over. Like I don't think they're a playoff team or anything but like if he is like they're definitely like I go from like they're 98% not to they're 99% not. Like that it's that significant.
0: Yeah, I forgot about that. We did see something about that, right? Like they're they're like uh oh, might not not sure if he's definitely going to be ready for uh week 1. Uh let's see who they have in their schedule. They open against the Jaguars as we know. So okay, not the biggest deal if he misses that game. Although we know Carson Wentz doesn't necessarily always beat the Jags, as you'd like to point
1: out. Uh, the Lions next. So another winnable. Oh, game. Dan Campbell's got the Lions. I tell you, look, those Lions, they could be a playoff team this year. Watch out. Woo, biting off in Cabs. Oh, yeah.
0: But after those two, Eagles, Cowboys. So if he's on the pup mm-hmm. list. He misses at least four weeks. Like that's two division games in there with not like the Giants either. Like uh, it's a division game, but, you know, that's probably not a big threat to win the division. It's the biggest threats for at least Washington to win the division. They have to play two games in there so if he's on the pup list not great
1: not great um you ready to go to the giants ready you ready Freddy?
0: new york football giants gigantes. who's the most famous G- giants fan. how do you say giants in
1: yeah uh he got this but gigantes. um um who's the most famous giants fan like you can you could think of a lot of famous yankees fans like who's the most famous giants fan There's you can think of a lot of famous Knicks fans
0: what? Well, there's the license plate guy, but we're not talking about like super fans, right? We're talking about, no, no, no. We're talking about like
1: celebrities, like actors or other athletes or like, you know, I would say the f- most famous Eagles fan right now is like Bryce Harper. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Or not. Uh, uh, Mike Trout would huh? be my answer. Sorry. Mike Trout would be my oh, answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got Sorry. Bryce Harper loves the Cowboys. How could I forget?
0: Um, I'm looking here. Daniel Radcliffe comes up for something. <laughs> <laughs> this is I love a really to watch, watch the
1: Giants in between my potions lessons.
0: Uh, not a lot of good answers here, man, like the,
1: all- I can a- name of, I can think of one. I can, Hugh I can Jack literally, not
0: there. Oh, wow. Tracy um, Morgan, Buster Rhymes, Spike Lee. The,
1: the only one I can think of is Jerry Ferrara, yeah. who is who played turtle in, um, in entourage. That's the only one.
0: George, George RR Martin is in here. Lady Gaga. Like, you are just like, you just seem like random names to me.
1: Wow. Lady Gaga. Like that's Brothers. because she wanted everybody to hold them like they do in Texas. And. Just picking the Giants. Wow, not cool. um Bon Jovi's on here, but that's just not. Wait, even Lady true, Gaga isn't? No, is Lady Gaga married to Blake Shelton? I don't know. I'm pretty Tiger certain. Woods. No, a Tiger's a Raiders fan. That's very oh, like well known.
0: It's uh his care is it's his caddy Joe Lacava. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's
1: had it. Um. Oh no, Gwen Stefani is is married to Blake Shelton. What am I thinking? Queen lativas
0: um, John Stewart. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway,
1: um the reports about Daniel Jones have been rough. Uh, Monday's practice, uh, noted that I think he completed two passes. And again, like, you know, I'm not trying to like read into things, uh, but apparently they are so banged up the following New York giants are all somewhat injured and everybody's dealing with something, but Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, Shane Lemieux, John Feliciano, who was involved in the fight, Blake Martinez, mm-hmm. Leonard Williams. Uh, apparently the giants Brandon could not even field a third offensive line on Monday. Mm, that's so tough. I could, couldn't you see the narrative like brewing to where Brian Dables like, you know, like, like fast forward to like some interview in, in like March of 2023, he's like, you know, we just never really got a chance to be healthy, mm. you know? And, and, and that's, that's what I'm so excited about this year is, is everybody's they, they've been at the facility and the weight room. Like we're going to be completely healthy this year. And, and, you know, New York giants football's back go blue.
0: Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking at big blue view.com right now. And there's, I gotta say, Not a lot of juice. And that's not a shot at the website. I'm just saying like in terms of storylines that are interesting, it's just like there's not a lot going on there that I'm looking at. It's like, oh, wow, that's like the Hogshaven thing. I was like, oh, that's an interesting thing. There's some kind of argument going on about Antonio Gibson. I don't really see much of anything going on
1: at so they they're they're trying to make something go on so this and this leads to the bounce back candidate so again to recap for the cowboys espn had latent vanderish i didn't really disagree or i agree sorry uh james bradbury for the eagles you thought that was fine uh chase young for the commanders we really agreed with that one i think saquon barkley what like what i mean we're still doing this like you know we're, we're st- I did why?
0: see. I forget who it was, but I saw someone like move him up in their fantasy rankings today. Like they they announced, no. that. like I'm moving Saquon up, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're lost.
1: I I would no no I don't want no no. Like, you should why? not get why? the
0: benefit of the doubt at all. If Saquon has an awesome season this year, it shouldn't be like, well, yeah, we all should have saw saw that coming. No, it'd be like, wow, like he proved everyone wrong. Good for him. But it shouldn't have been like everyone was wrong for doubting him. No, everyone is very right for doubting him.
1: <laughs> I it's just i can't think of another player like this like and not just a running back but like a player who was so like under like so willingly overrated you know who who everybody like had no issue overrating it's it's wild to me like it's it's ridiculous. I don't
0: understand. It usually happens, I feel like, at a smaller scale with different players on a team. It's just like, you know, this guy's good. And it's it has a lot of it has to do with I, you know, see, position or whatever. I think it's usually
1: like a, a weird, like, special teamer or, save, like, Daniel Sorensen. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a weird
0: hive for a player. Well, like, let me bring up someone who just got cut today by the Broncos. Your Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's Denver Broncos. Travis Fulham. Remember when he was a big thing with the Eagles? As recently as last year, people were still like, Oh, I still believe in him, even though everyone was saying he had a bad training camp, and some people didn't want to believe that. And then, even during the season, early on, when the offense was struggling, they're like, they got to promote Fulham from the practice squad or whatever and it was like just because he had that one good stretch everyone like thought he was definitively good and i bought into him for a little bit but like at a certain point i'm like oh he's not doing well it's time to and and
1: people do that with like they'll point to like one random they'll be like i'm sure you might have heard this at the time but like well you know he could be our victor cruz you know what i mean like something (laughs) like that like it just like it happened one time whatever but you you know brandy um yeah, you know, Tra- Travis is so talented. I mean, he's he's just he's one of the best receivers I've ever ever been able to work with. And you know, we we have so much talent here. I mean, I'm I'm i throwing to Cortland Sutton and and Jerry Judy and and Albert O and uh, you know, even Melvin Gordon at the backfield. And it's it's you know, it's tough. And um, you know, as as I've grown and progressed in my career, I've reached the point of of roster evaluation. Um, and I'm and you know, I I'm not. I'm not too proud to admit that I'm, I'm maybe the third best roster evaluator in the world. And, um and, and so Nathaniel and I, not, not coach hack, you know, we're, we're partners. Um, we, we just agreed that this was, was in the best interest uh, of the Denver Broncos. And so uh that, that's what I'm here to do. Everything in, in the best interest of, of, of the orange and blue, baby. We in the orange, you know how you, how, I know, you know, we got the shirts. Yeah. Uh, So uh, Broncos country. That's right.
0: Do you remember speaking of receivers that Russell Wilson played with? Uh, the guy in the 2000 was it 2015 Super Bowl uh the one where the the Seahawks lost
1: to the Patriots Jermaine we, curse who had the no. crazy oh uh don't tell me don't tell me um you know I'm talking about uh, random receiver who just came out of nowhere yeah like it was like game. it wasn't even at it was it was just like the second half or like the first half
0: um four catches for 109 yards oh
1: man um, I for the
0: game's leading receiver with uh, Edelman
1: number 83 is that right? That's what I'm seeing yeah. in my head.
0: No, I don't think so. Maybe. Um, but I can't see it here. Rick,
1: is it Richard or like Ricardo? What's his, his first name? name? Chris. Chris Matthews. Remember him? Yeah, I mean, it was wild. You're right. Like, that was a weird little pocket. He almost was like Super Bowl MVP <laughs> if they win that game.
0: Yeah. Um, wild. Anyway, that just made me think of Travis Fulgham. You have these receivers who just like randomly have these big moments and then do nothing.
1: That happened a lot with the Russell Wilson Seahawks. Like it was Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin and oh, even Golden of those Tate. Some plays are
0: good. Doug, Bol- Doug Baldwin was a good player for a while. I know, but like.
1: They weren't good before. I'm not saying Russell made them, but like they just kind of all came out though. of nowhere together. Um, like even the Titans, like Will Disley, like it was just this like, you know, these castoffs. It was it was a strange sort of situation there. Um, last note on this, I thought was interesting um, of, of ESPN's bounce back candidate list. Uh-huh. So Sa- they they obviously chose Saquon for the Giants. They chose James Bradbury for the Eagles, former New York Giant. Wow. Um, they chose uh, Will Hernandez for the Arizona Cardinals, former New York Giant. And they chose Evan Ingram for the Jacksonville Jaguars, former New York Giant. Like, like, who thinks that the Giants had this loaded roster last year? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's all these bounce back candidates. Like, it just, it to me, it's a matter of, like, who are the most recognizable names on these rosters and the Giants are public teams so people know these players. That's what this, I don't want to criticize the the exercise, but it kind of it kind of smells like that right now.
0: It's got to be pretty annoying for Giants fans. That, you know, Bradbury is looking good in Philly so far. I mean, obviously, again, I think it was the right move for them long term. But there still is that short term annoyingness of this, like in this season, where if the Giants cornerbacks are not doing so hot and like Bradbury having a good season, it's like, like, it's like you can you can be like, okay, that was the right move. This is pretty annoying still that like any of the because he didn't have to land in the division, you know, in theory, the Giants could have maybe found a way to trade him for not much of a return, but like at least get him out of the East and send him like to the Chiefs in the AFC or something like that. But uh, that's kind of annoying. It must be annoying for Washington and Dallas fans too, who are like, really, like he had to sign with the Eagles.
1: Anyway. I mean, it's also annoying. Like Amari Cooper, like I bet he he would be awesome right now. Like he'd help this wide receiver depth issue. Lyle Collins, but yeah, that, you really kind of need a tackle right now. Um, you know, whatever. Uh, okay, so forecasting for this week, the Cowboys are scrimmaging with the Chargers, and they play them on Ooh, Saturday night nine nine Herbert. p.m. kickoff for me. Justin, Justin Herbert
0: gonna light up that Cowboys defense in practice.
1: I'm so. I actually, again, I've I've pinpointed my emotions for the Chargers, and they've landed on Brandon Staley. It has nothing to do with Justin Herbert. It, it never has. It shouldn't uh, be. Uh, I know it. I mean, well, it doesn't. I I maintain that Brandon Staley gets if if another coach has the timeout issue that he did in week 17 last year, it's the only thing that that's followed that follows them. Yeah, week 18. It's the it's the only thing that follows. It's the it's the only question that gets asked for months and months and months and months. But like, I still think that gets overblown in hindsight. That wasn't really that didn't impact the game. It was con- it was incredibly consequential. Like like I agree with you that you can you can debate the merits of it, but it yeah. was incredibly consequential. It didn't, into, it didn't impact the outcome at all. I think it definitely did. I don't think the impact was a non-zero quantity, but I mean, well, um, I mean, very little, not a lot, whatever the giants are playing the Bengals on Sunday at 6 PM. That's on NFL network. If anybody wants to watch them nationally, um, the Eagles are also on NFL network this week on Sunday, early at noon central time, practicing against the
0: Browns, a a weird start time, by the way. Yeah. 1 PM on a Sunday during the preseason. But yes, the Eagles are, I'm flying to Cleveland tomorrow, RJ to watch the Eagles Whoa. and Browns practice.
1: You're going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
0: Probably not. In Berea, Ohio. Uh, I think it's pronounced yep. Berea. Is
1: Whatever. it not?
0: Um, uh, uh, yeah, so the... I'll be seeing Deshaun Watson, which will be weird, and the Browns go up against the Eagles. And I will say that I don't know about the Cowboys or any other team. Last year, the Eagles looked like pretty good in the joint chaining camp practices, and that felt like a good vibe slash gauge of where the team would be in 2020 twenty one. So these are big practices, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. If the well, they're more, stink,
1: they're more they important st- than the games. You yes. know what I mean? So if
0: they if they look good, that's like that's gonna be a stock up for them. Opposite it's true, then it's gonna be like, oh that's 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 a
1: legitimate concern. Um the last team we didn't talk or uh their game, the commanders are visiting the Kansas City Chiefs this week. So shout out to Pete sweeney Um the Chefs. Um nice um yeah, okay roasted uh, yeah. uh the chef roasted it. Um, anything you want to say? Anything else? Any anything? Last week, you were like, "Oh, I liked how uh, this little cyclone uh, had these leaves." You know, it's yeah. It was, was a really nice thing. So, do you I have said. another nice thing? Do you have a, a maybe a not nice thing? Like, do you you know, as we close? Um, so I have a complaint. Uh, oh. so my iPhone it was. I think
0: it was last Thursday.
1: The one with the nightmare before Christmas person on the back. Yeah.
0: yeah so. It just stopped working in terms of like the very left side of the screen here, like the very this side. Or sorry, wait, this side. Sorry, this is a beautiful of the photo.
1: Did you take that photo? The background.
0: What do you think? Do you think that's a background, or do you think I took that?
1: I think you took that. I, I took that. that.
0: Isn't that a really nice picture? I took yeah, that I... in Portland, city of roses, in 2019.
1: Oh, um, and um, I've been to what do, what you're talking about, the um, the garden. Yep, the there's rose
0: like garden. A, I think it's it There's like a I don't know if it's that part of it, but there's like a Japanese garden nearby. Yep. That they have I've been there. into. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, it smells, I mean, makes sense. There's a bunch of roses, but I guess I didn't like think about that when I was going there. I didn't like go into that area thinking like, oh, it's going to smell good here. And I was like, oh, it smells so nice with all the roses and it's really pretty. Um, um, but yeah, so that's okay, really so the, annoying. The left that, side of
1: your screen doesn't work
0: like yeah so i can't go like go back on like a text you know how you have like the arrow at the top ah. of your screen up here like i can't and like the one doesn't work in my keyboard like the You're one like like, a,
1: like the like a, the like left like vertical like 10 yes. percent of your phone kind of doesn't work
0: right yeah and like i can't type q right now like <laughs> i just can't do it like it doesn't work i mean obviously if i if there's a certain mode where i can flip my phone to uh, was that land? This is landscape, right? Yeah. The yeah. long way. Uh, then I can, but like not all apps have that. So it's really annoying. And Get an so iPad. I- there we go. I'm not getting an iPad. I placed an order for uh, a new iPhone, but I'm not. I'm waiting for it still that's one of those Going to be ready and now it's not ready so that's one of those
1: things where like it's like when you um like when you have like a band-aid on your thumb or something you know what I mean you're like I don't I never realized like how consequential my thumb was to my life um the left side of your phone I'm sure you're now like man this like not having this this is this massive inconvenience
0: it's it's like obviously you know it's a first world problem by (laughs) every standard but uh, it does make my job harder, which is annoying and it's not to the point where like I need a new phone, like right this instant, like I'm trying to make the best of it, but like I need it sooner than later. It's just driving me crazy.
1: Okay. That was a good one thing. I mean, it was a bad, like it was a complaint. So negative. Um, I'll finish on a strong note. I uh, actually made this my Facebook status. I hadn't done a Facebook status what? in a very long time. What are you time. talking about? Who's using so, Facebook? Status? Well, you know, cause it was, it was more of like a familial thing. Like I wanted like my family to see it. The company uh,
0: isn't even called Facebook anymore.
1: So whatever. So I wanted, again, it was about my son. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted my family and whatever aunts and uncles and stuff to see it. Um, and I, it, it came across more sweet than I meant it to be fair or to be frank. Um, but so I was, I was feeding him, uh, and he's, he's eating solid foods now, but it's like baby food. Right. And so he, um, you know, all the baby foods are flavored and they're colored. And I think like why some of them are orange. And I'm like, why are you doing this baby food people? Like we, we we have to wear clothes. He's, he's, you know what I mean? Like he's getting us dirty. Uh, Like, can't you like put coloring in them? And I don't know if that's bad or whatever, Uh, but anyway, uh, so I was feeding him peas. Uh, So they were like green. And so I was feeding him and feeding him and feeding him. And then he finished it. And I was so proud of him, but I thought about that. Like while I was there with him, I thought like, man, I've been proud of a lot of things in my life and a lot of people, right? Like I've been proud of friends or family for different accomplishments. And again, it was somewhat in a joking way, but I was like, I've never felt pride like this before. Like for my son eating peas, it was a cool thing. Uh, but then like, again, I posted it on my Facebook status and all of these people were like, oh, and I was like, respect, like, I'll take it. But I didn't totally mean it as authentically as you might think I did. I was just kind of fishing for laughs. So, um, you know, like I wanted people to be like, ha, peas, what a weirdo or something. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't like peas. Do you? Are you a pea liker?
0: <laughs> Not even a... Gonna... Uh, so pride being an unfamiliar fan, uh feeling for a cowboy sand nice there you go nice
1: wow um shout out to french onion soup ipads peas um snow peas can be
0: good like when just fresh off of the like plucked fresh off of the garden you ever mm. do that
1: i don't know what any of the words you said mean back when I was peas?
0: little uh you know you like you can go to like home depot or whatever and get this, there's the packets there for the seeds so back when i was little playing some of those uh, in my backyard and they grew up and just plucked them right off of there, like right from the ground, and popped them in my mouth pretty good.
1: Good for you. Um, so you're a pea liker. Um, shout out again to French onion soup, iPads, peas, and anything else you want to give a shout out to as we close? You have to say three words, random words. Oh, I like this. Um, Sheep. Cool. Quiz. Cause you couldn't do a Q. So I'm trying to pick like left side of the things that like, you probably can't get the S either. And um, Xylophone, okay. not a Z, but it sounds like it.